0: Whoa, it's the illusion reporting from somewhere on Spaceship Earth. Um, double dipping today. We're just double dipping. Did a, did a little, 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 little regroup earlier. Cracked myself some tonic water. I think that's a twist off. There you go. A little, a little of the, uh, spectacular tonic water. Become a big fan of tonic water. I think it's like a taste you developed. You're just like, yeah. I'm going to get get me some of that. All right. I think the microphone's working. Ah, Martha, how's it going on planet Spain? How you guys doing over there? Everyone run out of their house the other day to just get some, some fresh air? Holy smoke. Mmm, tonic water. Greetings from Chile. How how are you guys doing down there? I know there's been a, uh, there was a certain level of civil unrest going on before the uh, coup got down in there. I love Chile. What a great country. Beautiful people. Beautiful landscape. What's the hat, dude? I'm, I'm the ranger. I'm ranger illusion, dude. What's the deal with the hat? It's just a hat. It's just a hat, man. It's just the uh, watching the New Jersey second in cases. And, uh, well, can't be number New Jersey can't be number one. It's just the way it is, dude. Sorry. Try again. Try again next coof. And uh, so we. I just got the uh, the. I just read the email from the city. The Cite. It looks like we're going to phase two this Friday. Of the uh, reopening of this Golden State here, and um, that's uh, that's that's encouraging news. So Satan Newsom opening up the land, yeah, he's he's working on it. The early, I like the tone of it. The earliest it will be will be the eighth this Friday. The earliest it's not going to be any earlier. dude. citizens, stay in your caves so you know i to have they're gonna start opening stuff up dude are you technically in los angeles county yes i am stefan 417 but interestingly enough right over this way about four blocks is ventura county so the sprouts i go to is uh the sprouts market i go to so i went to sprouts the sprouts market i go to i believe is in ventura county but, uh, so I went into Sprouts the other day and I had my face diaper on and uh, I pulled up in line and uh, the manager, I, b- I believe she's the manager, was like, Spaceship Earth. Like she knew who I was, dude, just from just from my eyes. I thought that was, I thought that was slightly like cool. I ran into a, one of the high-frequency tribe taking care of my favorite, favorite market in, uh, in my neighborhood. I'm, I'm a full devotee of Sprouts now. I like Sprouts. I really do. Sprouts really does know what's up, dude. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sprouts. I like everyone who works at Sprouts. It's like, it's sort of like, uh, it's sort of like a Trader Joe's, but it's like, uh, it's more on the line of, a of the, uh, healthier Air One, a, a cheaper version of Air One. And, um, is anyone a fan of of Satan Newsom? I don't. I don't think so. Although, I, look, I will. I will give Satan Newsom a little bit of props. He's been a as far as like a state leader. He's been a. He's been a and during this stretch. He's been. I give him a seven. Give him a seven. I give him an eight. You know. I mean, behind the scenes, we really know he's a four, but like publicly, like the way he's been like uh, going about it, he's been he's been an eight. He kind of got a little douchey about the beach thing the other week, dude. But he quickly backed down on that when uh, some of the other counties got a hold of him. And so he had to put it this way, Newsom, Satan Newsom, compared to that. Horrid witch in Michigan and that other jerk off in Virginia. Oh, I won't even give them the credit naming their names. At least, uh, at least Newsom somewhat is like angling. I mean, yeah, let's 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 be clear. Satan Newsom, the governor of California, has definitely got eyes on the prize to be the president of the uh, United States. Probably, probably got a good shot at it, man. You know, he's got the look. He's got the connections. For those of you who don't know, the governor of the state of California is House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's nephew. So, <laughs> you know, what are you gonna do? But um. Again did, did so I was just checking out someone's Instagram page and I forgot about I forgot about Cuomo and the state of New Jersey. Again rev- the truth always does reveal itself. He was basically saying if 19 million people want to leave their house, like there's nothing the state or federal government can do. And uh yeah. So it, it again is is part of I, again where I'm going on the positive vibe with this whole thing is that I think people have realized that the government ultimately doesn't have that much control. Again, I I think that all of us, most of us, a majority of us have have erred on the side of caution and been like, all right, you know what, man, it's, what are you going to do, dude? You know, you didn't know that you didn't know that Gavin Newsom's Nancy Pelosi's nephew dude yeah uh-huh you like the like that little factoid let's see dude yeah he ism uh. All right. Okay, just a second. All right, here, wait a second. Maybe let's see, let's check this out. All right, here, I'm doing my thing. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a technicality, dude. This is what it is. Nancy, Nancy. Okay. In reality, Nancy Pelosi's brother-in-law, Ron Pelosi, was married to late Belinda Barbara Newsom, who is Gavin Newsom's aunt. I get you. It's a little bit. It's She's not directly the nas- the nephew. Okay. In other words, Pelosi's brother-in-law was uncle through marriage of Gavin Newsom. But Barbara Newsom and Ron Pelosi divorced decades ago in 1977 and Barbara Newsom died in 28. I don't know, dude. I'm going to call that close enough for me, dude. Let, let's get that straight. He's not directly... Let's get that. Let's get that straight because that's a little bit convoluted right here. All right, where is it? Um, Nancy Pelosi's brother-in-law, Ron Pelosi, was married to the late Belinda Barbara Newsom, who was Gavin Newsom's aunt. Look, they're in this. They're in the same circle, jerk, dude. That. You can you, you can definitely go They's he's not the nephew, but I'm going I'm going they've definitely they definitely on a first name basis and they uh <laughs> And if that is then yeah so let's see there was also some interesting other information going going on here. wait dude wait here wait wait all right wait hold on all right that was just the the polusino the polusino something dude. all right so we're we're a little skewed i'll will give you that it's close it's close enough for me to go on uh, nepotism it's to it's 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 not Direct biological nepotism, but it's close enough (laughs) for me, dude. Anyhow, we did a little fact checking there. We got some, uh, we got the facts straight. dude. anyone want to get that again? See, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I'll admit when I buy the, uh, buy the, the, the rumors circulating, dude. This is, this is the, uh. This is the thing from, from factcheck.org, who I don't know who factcheck.org is, but uh, we're just giving it a factcheck.org, dude. Is, once again, Nancy Pelosi is not Gavin Newsom's aunt. In reality, Nancy Pelosi's brother-in-law, Ron Pelosi, was married to the late Belinda Barbara Newsom, who was Gavin Newsom's aunt. I almost need to draw it down because I don't quite get where that that is. Just a second, dude. So it's 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 wait it's Nan- and Nancy Pelosi, dude, is not Gavin. in, re- in reality, Nancy Pelosi's brother-in-law, Owl. so what Nancy Pelosi's now I'm fully thrown off brother-in-law so that's someone she's married to okay was married to the late Belinda Who Mar- was alright there's there's a, a, a it's like a double separation there whatever dude <sighs> If you have to explain it it's too close. Yeah, exactly, dude. It's it's close enough. It's close enough to be in in reality, right? It th- put it this way. They're intertwined. So where was I? I don't know. I got completely I got completely lost in the in the uh sauce on that one, dude. Where were we, dude? Where were we? Where were we? Sweet home Alabama, dude. It's a good song. Pronounced Leonard Skinner. It's pronounced Leonard Skinner. So yeah, man. Um. That was dark. Human Centipede style, dude. Yeah, there's some sort of, some sort of funkadelic dude going on it's, it's always, it's always funky in politics, man. Oh, so I was, uh, where were we with the upside of this whole thing? The power of the people, the people, the power, the power of the people. So I think, I think there's a, I think there's a real upside going on with people realizing the, uh, name the band after their music teacher, Leonard Skinner. Is that, was that what the deal is? Sprouts, we're down with Sprouts. Yeah, we're down with Sprouts. Oh, back to Sprouts. So yeah, yeah, the Gallant Sprouts knows who the illusion is. I'm like, I'm like fired up on Sprouts. I throw. So anyway, yeah, Sprouts has got a, a good vibe going on there. And like I said, it's uh it's got a little bit of that Trader Joe's energy, but you know, Trader Joe's is pretty much like the happiest franchise out there dude i mean i went to trader joe's today i've been to trader joe's since the beginning of the coof, and uh i went in there today dude and that you know that like they have the physical distancing markers on the floor dude and it like they were all like trader joe's out. it wasn't like stand here it was like like i don't know aloha and, and stuff like that, dude. All their signs were, you know, were like the informational signs were all very aloha out, dude. And I, I did appreciate that about Trader Joe's, is they definitely um took what is basically like a horrifying concept of social control and, and made it at least somewhat like Trader Joe's comical, dude. So I appreciate that about Trader Joe's. They could have just done what everybody else did and put the same old stupid stuff on the floor, but they they went out of their way to make it somewhat Trader Joe's-ish, man, right? So, uh, yeah, everyone at Trader Joe's was in a super good mood today, and um, I like that about it, dude. All right. Larry, physical distancing, dude. Physical distancing. Yeah, it, it, it's a shit show if you're if you're in the wrong mindset about it. Like I said, I, I'm all I'm all for physical distancing, 100. It's it's like it's almost it's it's so I was so I was tripping. So you, do you know like so we stumbled onto this new show on Netflix because uh, you know we do our we do our one show an hour the an evening at bedtime, me and the wife to to unwind. We watch a Watch a show, and uh, we just finished up. What was that? Outer Banks, dude. Because we were like, we need to watch something just dumb, just as dumb as dumb can be. Because everything else is so violent and heavy and dark and creepy and negative. Like, if you go through Netflix, it's just a, the grimmest satanic nightmare ever, dude. So I was like, let's just watch something dumb, dude. So we watched Outer Banks. It was perfectly dumb, but uh whatever you know, kid treasure hunt dude, like great, but um the outer banks is so dumb, dude, but whatever dude. you know dumb entertainment during times of like stress like this like i so today we started the uh eight senses or senses eight or whatever it is, dude, who, so it's a full trippy one of those, and then I looked at the credits it was it's it's a wachowski's. By the Wachowskis, dude. And I was like, dude, it's the Wachowskis, man. I was like, oh, they're going to drop some knowledge in this weird show, man. Tiger King is stupid as stupid could be, dude. It's unwatchable. I couldn't even make it through the ha- first. Hey, we'll just talk about what's what's currently on the thing. So, nope, they don't call themselves the Wachowski sisters. They just go by the Wachowskis in their, in their credits. I respect that, dude. I think, uh, I think, uh, cringe. Yeah, but you know what? They're the Wachowskis, dude. What are you going to do, dude? I don't, like I said, I personally, between me, like, I'm, I'm all super conservative about my space, but I got no problem with what the Wachowskis did. I don't, I don't, doesn't diminish the quality of their, their work because they decided that they were females trapped in male bodies, though it it's kind of odd since they are like wrote the Matrix, which means they should probably be able to get past the identity of their spacesuit. But hey, man, teach his own, right? Like, I I'm one of those. That kind of stuff does not bother me. I have a actually I have a a, a pretty good acquaintance on that's that's a full dude that used to be like a, a girl. You you wouldn't know the difference. Like I I don't know, man. People are tripped, dude. But I, I, don't, I don't let that steer my, uh, my trip, as long as they stay away from the children. You know what I mean? That's all I ask. Just just keep it, keep it away from the kiddos, dude. As long as, you, as long as you're an adult, you can do whatever you want, man, as far as I'm concerned. Just don't try to tell my children that that's what they should do. I heard the matrix was plagiarized. Well, the the matrix, the matrix look, the matrix is basically the course of miracles if you want to really get down to the kind of what it is, is it's pretty much the course of miracles, a course in miracles. And, uh, you know, what's the drink? It's a tonic water. (laughs) Thoughts on conservation of energy, like conserving energy. I like the fact that Michael Moore showed showed his hand finally dude with this new little the planet of of the humans dude and um you know I uh I do appreciate that I think I'll probably give it a watch just because I want to see the uh, I just want to see Al Gore get get roasted quinine time you got it and um you know you look at you look at that kind of a thing as it is Michael Moore calling out. The uh, the green scam, it, and I, it's good, someone needs to do it, and what better person to call it the green scam than a full-on lefty social justice guy, dude. By the way, let's give Michael Moore some credit where credit is due. Like, he was the one dude that was like, we're gonna lose and Donald Trump's gonna get elected, dude, because we're running this retard god, Hillary Clinton, dude. So I'll always give, I remember when Michael Moore came out before the, uh, before it was even close to being in the bag and was like, Trump's got it, dude. New to sober, how to sift through thought, how to shift through thought, new to sober dark star Huxley, dude, a good name there. Dark star Huxley, dude. Um, how to shift through thought to just don't attach to your thoughts, man. Just let the let the self-talking mind talk, dude. Just add God, just ask God to remove your thoughts. Remember step two came to believe that power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, which ultimately means that the part of the thing is we're insane. We're cuckoo for cocoa puffs. So whatever you're thinking is basically to be ignored. Like, I think that's half the reason I keep my sanity is I ignore my self-talking mind. And when I do listen to my self-talking mind, it tends to get me like pissed and agitated and make me want to, uh, want to like fully, fully get to, uh, new to sober, man. Get a, get a sponsor, go to do the virtual meetings, all that kind of stuff, dude. And, um, like I said, just. Just don't trust your thoughts or your feelings. They're all gonna lie to you, dude. They're all gonna lie to you, man. You just got. You just have to trust in the process, dude. It's sort of. It's almost like like getting sober is a little bit like what the trust the plan, dude. It's sort of like Q. Trust the plan, dude. There's gonna be ten thousand indictments, and all those indictments are gonna be your previous conceptions of reality, dude. And they're 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 criminal, dude. So don't trust them dude get ready for a new mind expanding life and just sit back and enjoy the ride and, and know that you're gonna get your ass handed to you for a little while but it's okay that's what makes uh, later sobriety that much better is the uh, is the fact you got your ass thoroughly kicked in the beginning and you got through it man so just stay the course trudge the road of happy destiny and uh, get with get with some other people man so, yeah, B. Chris Macklemore, I agree with you. You don't quit pot; you just outgrow it. I, I truly agree. Like I quit smoking pot before I even got sober, and and I'll, I grew. You, just, I just outgrew it. It turned on me. It was it was not my friend anymore. Yeah, you hang in there, Dark Star Huxley, dude. You're gonna have the best best ride of your life. Can't promise you. What do they always say? Is, I can't promise you things will get better, but I can tell you things will get different, and that's usually better because uh, where we get sober is we're beat down usually. Um, so anyway, I was—I uh, forget—I was right somewhere where I Ed, Ed segued into the uh, the sober thought, dude. Anyway, what uh, whatever, dude. Oh, we were talking about the Netflix, right? So, you know, Netflix is essentially satanic garbage being just propagated throughout the thing. Oh, the, the Wachowski sisters, the Wachowski. So I'm watching this show called Eight Cents Tonight and it's so confusing. It's rad. It's like a full it's like a mental exercise. The, my wife was like, oh, like, it's so like and I could don't even try to figure it out just go for the ride. Let it settle in on you, dude, for a while. Just just let it settle in, dude. And uh oh uh, Kimmy, you're good to go then, dude. You know don't, uh, don't don't believe the hype. Well, I mean I'm sure you've had some sugar. <laughs> That's the gnarliest drug I've ever dealt with is sugar, dude. Everything's just filled with propaganda. Well that that uh, I would say that is uh that is part of the gig, dude. But with it but see the thing is is once you know what the propaganda that everything is filled with propaganda? It, it's it is like they lives. It's like you're just permanently wearing the glasses, and you're like, okay, whatever, man. Like once you know that, once you've once you once the truth spender revealed to you, it it it's not it's that thing where like it's you're not like it's like obvious like like that's how they they've got everybody like hoodwinked. But then once you see it, you're like, it's pretty low scale, you know? It's it's not as advanced as you would think. Like, no one, like, you think about Edward Bernays, right? And what Edward Bernays did, and you know, like, one of his, the best examples was convincing women to smoke cigarettes, dude. Like, I, as a as a person, like, you're not going to get me to roll with the crowd. So half of half of propaganda is based upon you being insecure in your individuality. Once you're an indi- a sovereign individual, once you've decided that you're in charge of your own reality down here, right? You pretty much aren't going with the crowd, dude. You can you can second guess yourself all day long, dude, but but in the end, you're gonna go the opposite direction. And with that said, propaganda really can't get to you, dude, because you're all right. You're not afraid of peer pressure. I think propaganda is partially based upon like groupthink and peer pressure, right? The snitch culture. How 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 did you, how did you like that? Whatever state that was released all the. Uh, do the sunshine laws released everybody's information? He snitched on all the people who like were violating the Koof uh, laws, I, I or the COF orders or whatever it was. Yeah, propaganda is for the sheep, dude. Once once you're awoken, awake, woke, it has no real effect. I mean, there's deeper levels of propaganda, which definitely, like you know, like Satan doesn't exist. Like talk about the ultimate form of propaganda is like Satan doesn't exist, or or it like. The my my favorite one is getting you to try to to prove prove to me God exists. Like I don't that which in itself is like a sat is is the propaganda concept because I don't need to prove anything, dude. That's not my job, dude. Your job's to fully like not asked me it's you know what I mean it's it's again it's it's subtle dude propaganda is very subtle and I think it's like memes memes to me are like like I said you could you could say that me thinking that 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 Satan Newsom is Nancy Pelosi's nephew propaganda right but when you dig a little bit deeper it's pretty intertwined it's not that that's how they do it dude it's 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 not a lie propaganda is based upon the manipulation of the truth right like you can't you can't like what what was what you know what was the hitler thing or the Hermann gearing thing if you're gonna lie man lie big dude don't do like little weak lies but the the, the best lie you could ever tell is is like 80 percent truth like you're not gonna like Like if you just go up outside and just like straight up lie, like, like make up a fairy tale, like no one's going to buy into you. You have to, in order for a lie to be good or propaganda to be good, it has to be mostly truth. And again, what I would say to that whole thing is that's what discernment's about. And that's why I don't get how you operate in this confusing hall of mirrors called this dimension without God's grace to 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 help you decode the discernment man you know what i mean like between you and me like i don't i just know enough not to trust my mind to decipher the information i have to go to the discernment which is you know gut and heart and mind with god running the trifecta you know have you ever encountered Scientology? Yes, I've in, I've encountered Scientology. Actually, I know I know someone who is a Scientologist. They have no power over me. They don't, they don't worry me. It's basically a tax haven anyhow, dude. And, and good for them, dude. But again, who's going to... Again, I don't like... Uh, I guess because I'm a... Uh, a a free human being like I don't I couldn't have never imagined joining a cult or or a group that would ask me to like pledge or like sign away my my soul for a million years or whatever it is what is your idea of God I mean God is so much beyond my idea I could just the simplest way I could could term it up to determine it is 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 it's the love you would have for your child exponentially grown out from there. I figure that, I figure that is, I figure that the closest thing I have to even slightly understanding what God is, is how I feel about my son. You know what I mean? Like that, and I figure that's just like a grain of sand in God's depth. You know what I mean? I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't need to know. I guess part of the thing is like what I've learned in my experience is like, I don't need to know what a approved. I don't need to know what, what God is or isn't anymore. I just know that God loves me. And has nothing but my best interest at heart, and is walking with me, and is always with me, and I'm the only one who can sabotage it by thinking that I know better. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I ha- So I guess the reason I was bringing up sense eight and this ties together. So I was sitting, I was sitting here today, and I was like. Is there anything really going on or is this really just my own machinations? Because at the end of the day like I'm like the one thing that I'm truly convinced of is that there's nobody else here is that I am just one of God's manifestations and that this that this is all electromagnetic energy and this is all like my own vibrational experience manifesting itself out of my like deep consciousness. And it's my basic, I mean, you could, it's not a, it's not really a narcissistic view of it all is it, it's more of the view of, I know that it, it's that thing. It, I guess it comes down to like, you know, that weird thing as if, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one around to hear it, doesn't it make a sound. So if, if, if I don't, if I don't experience the reality I'm experiencing, that's the only reality that exists, right? So I could fully like, again, I could keep myself in a cave. I could put myself in a literal cave on top of a mountain and there's nothing going on in the world. There's no danger. There's just, you know, it's, it's that uh, it's sort of like the, the Buddha sitting under the Bodhi tree eating his little leaves I could fully I could fully do that but as as a uh as where I am in time and space and 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 the mission God has for me I'm supposed to go like into this madness that is one of the potentials of this reality and go and experience and constantly recalibrate my my perception to be in a state of forgiveness and love right so So whenever I like that, I guess that's the thing I've learned is, is whenever I'm not in a state of forgiveness and love, I'm not in God's grace. And I'm manifesting a lot of like darkness and weirdness and like, whoa, what is going on? And I think collectively, Emmanuel can't, yeah. It's funny. It it probably is can't, but I don't remember who I I used to. I took a bunch of philosophy courses in in college and stuff. I don't I forget who each each one of them is specifically. But but I get into this thing where we're part of part of my my experiences is know that like I'm a it's sort of like gonzo journalism. Like I know I'm a participant in it so how much do i want to ramp it up because so i ran into my buddy today right i ran into him down at the thing and we were we had been on a, he had posted one of those airplanes going by on his instagram that had the big you know satan newsom's uh a criminal or something like things coming off the airplane and he he'd said something about yeah we got to stay home and like like, you know, get ready to work in this. And I typed in like, ah, oh, way to be a good little slave, dude. And some someone we knew like typed this tirade that I'm basically an a-hole and a kook and la da da And uh, so I ran into it and I didn't know about any of this. I just posted, I just poked him, dude. He's one of my good friends. So I just poked him on the uh, Instagram. And he's like, God, you see that like rant after you? And I go, no, but, and then we got into it. We started talking And I got all fired up about, cause we were down at, at first point. So you could see like LA and I was like, you know, about LA and everyone needs to work and this, this, and that. And he looks at me and he's like, dude, you're pretty fired up about this. And I go, I mean, not really. I'm like totally fine. Everything's cool. But I go, you know, like, like, and he's like, yeah, but like we're just like sitting here and everything's mellow and reminding me that like, It's only as crazy as my perception makes it out to be. Because I'll tell you what. The one thing that I fully not truly understand during this like, COOF thing is how it hasn't exploded into chaos. Like, is it the weed? Is it the fluoride? Is it the just, a sleepness? Like, when this all began... And you if you would if you had told me when this first really kicked in at the end of March and said, Hey, everybody's gonna keep cool through April and even into May, like there's not gonna be any trouble, dude. There's not gonna be any like riots, there's not gonna be any roving bands of of criminal thugs armed with AK forty sevens like kicking indoors. There's not gonna be any like military checkpoints there's not going to be any like smoke coming out of the city I would have been like no chance dude no chance man and so like that's again makes me think that this is like some sort of weird video game because like I've been sitting here and I just like like what is going on it like life in Socrates cave dude and so I uh I don't really understand it again from a perceptional level, like and I spend a lot a fair amount of time trying to figure out what my perception's based upon, right? So if I if I go into the truth of who I am as a human being, like I know that my perception is based upon information that I've received, right? That I've picked up, that i bothered to check out. Like I could I could do what I know other people are doing is not pick up any information, just fully keep my head in the sand and just be like, whatever, dude, there's nothing going on here at all, dude. I'm just, it's like a month off dude, like great, but I'm not that kind of guy. So I'm getting a lot of like information and that information, good, bad, or indifferent does dictate my perception of reality. And it is only through my connection to God that I'm able to even sift through it. Like if I true if I truly acted on my what I think's going on, dude, I might panic. But I I'm not even that worried about it. Cause again, I know that God loves me. Like I'm fully convinced that, that I have no doubt, like like no doubt in my soul that that God loves me and has forgiven me and and sent his only son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sins and be resurrected for the full proof that God truly does love and is in control of this dimension and so with that you know I I always temper myself with like what am I looking at here like like what is it inside of me that I need to overcome in order to stay in a a place of grace, you know? And I again, I was thinking, I was, uh, I was thinking again, what a blessing the COOF has been because I've had some time to like truly explore my own potential downfall and my own potential success, right? Like, I've truly gotten to look at like where a lot of my weakness lies and where a lot of my strength lies, and uh, what I am afraid of and what I'm not afraid of. You know what I mean? Like like I truly learned that there's nothing down here that I'm afraid of in my space. I only have fear the minute I add my son into that matrix, or my wife or my daughter into that matrix. Right. Or my parents, like me personally, like as my own personal, like vessel, I don't worry about any of this stuff down here. It's only when I begin to think of my child that I'm like, whoa, I need to dig deeper. Right. I need to fully dig deeper into like what is going on and what is my role in it. Right. Cause if I wasn't so aware of myself, I would be like subject to the whims of the propaganda, so to speak, right? From losing your house on Rainbow Mountain 2 and the hologram sitting, and getting back together and living in the house now. Yeah, it's it's a it's a journey, dude. The Lord has blessed me. You're right about that, James Jameson. You've you've watched the journey. And like I said, I uh I just I just I just have a faith in it all where I think that were for me is like like I've been talking on a lot of the pot these these streams is you're not going to get me to go down the uh, the rabbit hole of being afraid of the evildoers if you will the uh, you know. The, the industrial medical complex, the Bill Gates, the Fauci's, the who, the CDC, the Satanists, the, 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 any of these, these entities, because in the end, like I know, I know that the story's written down in the, in, in the Bible and uh, the good guys win, you know, that's, that's the rub, like the good guys win. We just have to, uh, we just have to be willing to go along the journey and live in love and not fear. And th- and that's, again, where I think a lot of this is very interesting because part of the journey is not to pretend it isn't occurring. Like, I, I've talked to a number of people that are, like, sober and tuned into God, and they're like, oh, it's all going to work out. But they don't do anything to ensure that it will work out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's this weird thing of, like, like God wants you to participate in your own salvation so to speak like yeah like okay like you went to God you got saved and you're you're good to go but sloth is one of the uh one of the sins right like sloth and there's all sorts of levels of sloth like i can be pretty lazy but I also am actively, constantly participating in this reality. You know what I mean? Like, I'm out discerning the information to because it's not about me. It's about my son. It's about my wife. So, yeah, I, I, I'm reading the tea leaves, trying to stay one step ahead of the, uh, yeah, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Yeah, and so I... uh I realize from my own tools or gifts is the ability to kind of roll through the information and intuitively know that like that information is ultimately coming from my perception. Does that make any sense? Is 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 when I when I read Okay, it's it's the best way to describe it is the mail, right? Like when I used to, when I before I got sober and before I got dialed in with God, like the mail was always like a doom and gloom scenario. It was a bill, and it meant, and it was like, oh, I'm gonna like it was just another bill, and that bill meant I didn't have the resources or that to take care of it, and I was always a victim to the mail, right? I was always under the thumb of the mail when the mail showed up. It was like, oh God, like what's in the mail, dude? And now I know, like I know that when I see something, let's say from the IRS in the mail, like the the boogeyman of all letters to receive in the mail, I know that I can look at that piece of mail in fear or I can have God open that piece of mail before me and relieve me of the fear that could be in that mail. And nine out of 10 times, when If I do this exercise of having God open the piece of mail before me and read it and make sure and like anointed, I guess anoint would be the right word. It, it removes anything that that piece of paper could do to me because ultimately all it is is a piece of paper, right? And if I'm in the present moment, right? If I'm right in the present moment when I'm opening that envelope, nothing in that envelope is anything more than a piece of paper. It's only my attachment to what is written on that piece of paper that 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 magnifies out. So if I if 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 I get something and it says it's from the Internal Revenue Service, well I could be afraid of that or I could be in acceptance of it or I could celebrate it, right? It's it could be anyone, anything, one of the things that you know, so I do, I sit and I look at this gnarly piece of mail from the Internal Revenue Service and I'm like, all right, God, open up that piece of mail, like, let's, whatever's coming our way, I shall not fear it because at that moment, all I'm doing is opening a piece of mail and pulling a piece of paper out that that has something printed on it. It has no bearing on my present moment that I'm opening the piece of mail. And if I can stay in that present moment where God exists, it's, it's, it can't harm me. It's only when I open that piece of mail with fear that it can harm me. And it's, and in the end, it's just a piece of paper. It could say anything on it. But again, God has given me the ability to not fear a piece of paper because that piece of paper, ultimately it its power is based upon my perception of what it may or may not say. So I don't fear the mail anymore. There's no beer, bill I fear. and 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 I learned this and I'll tell you when I learned this. I learned this without any resources in my bank account. I was Four years sober, I was, I, had a, uh, I had a child on the way. I had a wife that was no longer working. I had a stepdaughter and I was working as a uh, carpenter on the time and right before Christmas, I lost my job. It was two weeks before Christmas and I remember coming home and my wife's like, we're gonna be fine. God's got us covered, and I and I remember looking at her to be either, either you're crazy, or you have a faith I don't understand. Cause she was like pregnant. Was she pregnant? No, owl. Owl was four months old. That's right. Al was four months old, five months old. She had owl, little baby owl in her arm, and like you know, we we're living up on top of Rainbow Mountain. And she looked at me when I came home and I had lost my job and it was two weeks till Christmas and she was like, God's got us. Everything's going to be fine. And I distinctly remember looking at her, sitting at the table, looking at her and being like, you're either crazy or you have a faith I don't understand. And what I did is I plugged into her faith and my understanding of God's love for me and I acted accordingly and what I learned was right then and there. So so what I tell you is is this thing. And, and ultimately what happened is about two months later, I did line up a job where I was getting paid almost half as much money. I was being paid half as much money, but somehow I was saving more money than I used to be making twice as much money. I don't really... To this again, it's this is the power of God. Is is I was making a certain amount of money building houses, and I think I was making like 35, 40 bucks an hour, something like that, under the table. And then I got this job working at a sober living, and I was making 1750 taxed. I think it was 1750 or no, maybe it was 20 bucks an hour taxed. That's right, it was 20 bucks an hour taxed. And I, and I was, I was working, but the thing was, was because my, my whole energy field had shifted at the same time, like I was like making all this art and I was selling a bunch of art and like I was doing, I had this, this different energy field. So at the, so I was making half as much money, but I'm telling you all my bills were met and I was, I was bringing in more money to the savings account than I had while I was making twice as much money. I, I it it always trips me out cuz on paper it doesn't make a lot of sense but again it, it it's this is god because the reality was, is based upon my perception, my manifestation, right? So god gives me the assurance to manifest clearly. And another prime example I'll give is is before I got into like supplements, again, I was still like living up on Rainbow Mountain and we were still living essentially paycheck to paycheck. And I was listening to, could you tell us what the gospel is? Can you tell us what the gospel is? The, the Bible, the gospel, the, the. Uh, I, I I'm not that, I'm not a preacher. I'll be clear. I can only I can only share my experience with God. I can't dig too deep into the gospel as the word is as Jesus Christ speaks it, right? I believe that is the gospel. And um so I was listening to, to Pastor, I, I get you, James Jameson. I was listening to Pastor Paul McGuire, right? And he was talking to me about Like, no, I wasn't listening to Pastor Paul McGuire. I was actually, yeah, I was listening to Pastor Paul McGuire. And and it was about the supplements. I think it was Tim and Ted Brower were doing an interview, something like that. And it was about the supplements. And at that time I didn't take, and they seemed really expensive to me. Like, and it was basically this is, is. Is have faith in treating your body well, and your body will become like better and stronger, and you will be ma- able to manifest whatever you need because you're doing it with God's like blessing essentially. And I and I remember hearing that again and being like, "That's such a like I don't quite understand it," but I was like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna purchase these supplements because I'm nutrition I'm deficient." And and I began to see the results in about three months, where I began to feel better. Right, I my energy field was better, as it just my physical energy field, and that was basically it. It's like your body's deficient of the stuff. God put all this stuff on the the planet, but due to the way it works with the soil and the whole thing, you're not getting enough stuff from the natural. So take these if you take these supplements and you ask God to help, it, your your energy field's going to change, and it'll begin. To take care of itself and and sure enough, I, I take a I'm a full like I have my things I take every night and they, and they work and maybe it's just a placebo effect. I don't know I don't I don't care. I have total faith in it. And I would say the same thing happened with my back when I learned to pray in the affirmative and all of these things, All of these things were, again, based upon the reality that, that on my own, on my own, I can not do this. But by bringing by bringing God into my life and having faith in God and 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 reading the Bible and praying and and allowing God to communicate to me through other human beings i'm i'm not afraid anymore again i'm not afraid of the humans i'm not afraid of the machines i'm not afraid of again bob marley said it all man there's no need to fitter atomic energy because none of it can stop at the time. And uh, I mean, that's, that's really it when you, when you get down to brass tacks about the whole thing is is if you want it to be bad, it'll be bad. Yeah. If you want proof of God, go look in the mirror. You were made in his image. You were not a mistake. Yeah. That's, that's, that's in a nutshell is perfectly it, James is that is, that is it is you were God's perfect creation. And the minute you love yourself as God loves you, They like something special happens, and again, that's I think that's the like kind of one of the things with sobriety and cleaning up the wreckage of your past and all that stuff is. Most people are walking around with a lot of guilt and shame, and due to the due to the gift of being an alcoholic and a drug addict, I was able to get sober, and part of that was a whole house cleaning with God. You know, like there is one who has all power; that one is God. May you find him now, like now. Sasha Krus- Sasha Krasinski, I tried reading the Bible once and I steered away with because I didn't agree with a lot of the things that were written. Also, it's been translated and so many times it just doesn't feel right. Again, that is that is your mind trying to trying to read the Bible with your earthbound mind. Again, it, I would say that 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 is propaganda. Because if you Again, what I've found is the thing that, like, you'll hear a lot of people be like, "The Bible denies science." I don't see that. I think that I think that that most science that is true science, not not propaganda science, not university-funded satanic science, but I mean like real science. The uh, entire universe is contained in a mustard seed. It's my favorite example. That is quantum mechanics right there. You look into, like, you start reading the Bible with an open mind and discernment and, and remove, it's this thing, right? Like, when we're getting, when when people, like, in sobriety, right, like, they relapse and they go out and they do their thing. And one of the things they do when you come back is you do what's called the set-aside prayer. And it's basically the set-aside prayer is to have is asking God to remove everything you may or may not know about sobriety and just start with a clean slate. So I would say it's just you just got to do the set aside prayer with the Bible and your relationship with God is just have your mind cleared of all your your own built-in propaganda, dude. Because again, if you trust your mind you're you're going down the wrong road. Your mind has been filled full of like lies and propaganda and bad history and and stupidity, man. And and it really takes a moment of of surrendering your thoughts. Here, let me wait. Just let me just do. So we're back. We're back. So I look at it like, where was I, dude? See that always breaks my train of thought right there. The set aside prayer. Okay, I'll tell you this. So I was, and I've shared this story before. I was ah, three, four years sober. And I I'd, I'd basically spent my entire life from like, you know, the beginning of the end of like high school till I got sober writing down short stories and everything about my life. I used to be a heavy, not a journaler, so to speak, but a like, like recording my own history if you will and um and uh so I was I was about three years sober and I was I was taking my long handwritten journals I guess and I was typing them back into to my laptop and I was typing them in and I was reading stuff that was about from six years before. It was about six years before, so about three years before I had gotten sober. I was still wasted and out of my mind and crazy and all that stuff. But I'm recording it all, and I'm keeping track of what I'm drinking. I'm talking about how miserable I am, and you know. But I got good ideas in there too. I'm writing short stories and poems and all this stuff, and I'm I'm am I'm, I'm transcribing all this stuff. And I know this dude that I'm, because it's old me, it's pre-sobriety me, and I'm reading this stuff that I had written, and I'm like, oh my God, this dude is like suffering, like this And I'm reading, and I know that where I'm reading in the thing, and because I, I was there, I'm like, this dude's got years left of this suffering to do. I'm, I'm reading what I'm writing, and I'm like, oh my God, this guy's got years left of suffering. And so I'm doing this for about a month. I'm I'm transcribing this stuff. And I begin to ask myself I, as I'm reading, I go, what's the, because I'm talking about, I don't want to be doing drugs and alcohol anymore. Like I'm talking about the whole thing. I'm talking about God. I'm talking about everything. And I'm like, what is it that enables me to get sober? And it dawns on me, that the only way I was able to get sober was I just ran out of ideas. I just ran out of mental capacity to try to think about anything anymore. Like I essentially just ran out of, ran out of paper. I didn't have anything left to write on the paper anymore. And it was at that moment that I was able to begin to have God enter my life and 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 he and begin to heal me because I was no longer trying to tell myself that this doesn't make any sense or this should make sense. I was just like, dude, I'm all out of ideas. I don't have anything. I don't know anything anymore. And and I guess it's just going back to that person who was whoever was talking about about the not understanding the Bible is, is yeah, like I was going to suffer until I realized that nothing in my mind could help me anymore. And it was that moment was the surrender. And I was like, okay, this thing does not work anymore. There's nothing in it that's doing me anything except keeping me miserable on drugs and alcohol. While knowing the answer at the same time. Right. Like I could, I could read my writings and be like, I I was perfectly clear about God's love for me. Like I came to sober fully like down with God, but I just could not figure out how to free myself from the cage. And when I got when I got sober, I was so willing to just try something new. I was like, dude, I'll do what it takes. Dude, what do we got to do here? And I remember being like, really, dude? This So this is what I got to do, huh? I got to go to these meetings. I got to read this book. I got to write this stuff down on a piece of paper. I got to get some commitments. I got to do this, this, and that. And I just got to not drink no matter what. Uh, all right, I can do that. And... Again, like my, what I understood to be be God began to really solidify over time. And I don't think that I truly grasped God's love for me till the fires, till, the, till when I lost everything, right? When, when I lost my house, my wife all my possessions and I was just standing there with my son and my pickup truck and my whole entire community was burned down and nobody else had a house. And and I just said, God, it's all up to you, dude. What are we doing now? And, and, and James knows and those of you who have been around for a while, you know that like there was a point about a year and a half ago when I had nothing but faith. I was miserable, I was upset, I was crushed, I was defeated. But I was also very sure in God's love for me. And God told me what to do. God told me to turn on this thing and start broadcasting every morning, coffee talk, right? And uh, that's what I started to do. And and sure enough, we uh, we built a community out of that. We built out of that rubble. I rebuilt my life in front of all of you. And again, it wasn't about me. It was about God being like, all right, dude, like, are you willing to, are you willing to like follow my lead and let me run the show? And I'm like, yeah, God, what are we doing here? And God's like, you're going to flip on that camera and you're going to talk about it. You're going to just talk about the journey you're on. And some days you're probably going to cry some days. You're probably going to be more truthful than you ever really wanted to be. And you're going to end up deleting most of those things because they were really very personal and they weren't meant to survive the test of time. They were only there for those who, who were there. And, um, you know, again, God delivered me on the other side and a thousand, a million times better than before, right? When, when I lost everything the day before the fire, I didn't know I needed to lose everything to gain everything, right? And what I gained by gaining everything, it wasn't possessions, it wasn't my wife back, it wasn't the, where I live, it wasn't anything except the true understanding of God's love for me. That's what I got to gain. And that is everything. When you realize that God loves you and loves you unconditionally and would do anything to help you flourish in his name, it's it removes the need to be like I I need a I need a shiny red sports car or I need this or I need that, dude, right? It's it's it, it really is like, it, it, it's, the, it's Job, you know, Job, what's going on, Corey? It, it really is Job when he's, he's lost everything and he's covered with boils and, and Satan's trying to, trying to get him to go with him. And he's like, nah. And, and that's the thing is, is I was, while that was all going on, I had a friend that was, that did the exact opposite me of me and he lost everything, man. He lost his, he lost his wife, his kids, his sanity, the whole thing. And and he had the exact same set of circumstances, but with all the stuff, you know what I mean? And again, didn't, didn't have faith, didn't turn it over to God. And to me, like, I think that's a lot about what it is, is like, I got to watch in real time, like, You got to watch me have God heal me in real time. But at the same time that was going on, I had basically a friend with almost identical circumstances, but with all the stuff, right? With all the the stuff, the house, in my community, one of my peers right there with all the stuff, the, the wife, the money, everything. Like when I I was just standing there with my car and my son and nothing, he had all the stuff. But what he did with that stuff is the exact opposite of what I would, was the stuff because he had the same situation going on. And instead of, instead of my friend turning his will and his life over to the care of God, he turned it over to self-will. Self-will run riot. He figured, well, instead of, of humbling himself before God, he was going to accentuate himself before man, essentially. And 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 now here we are a year and a half later, dude. And I pray for my friend a lot, dude. And... I again, I look at this situation with the coof, and I go, it's very similar and, and different way is, is I've had to again, when God would send the information to me, I had to use my discernment. When that information began to arrive to me in January. Corey Harrison what's up dude congratulations on coming this far so proud of you you're a true inspiration to me keep going god bless thank you Corey i i you' your courageous post brother i I check them out every time man i I got nothing but a stoke for you Corey i hope I hope we get to bump into each other one day man I really do dude and I always hope i'm always rooting for you to get that next role we live in the same city man madness he's one of us to the core dude full freedom fighter dude i appreciate cory and uh i uh so i think about the coof, right and and how this has all unfolded and you know the battle it's funny i because i was talking to someone about it because it's funny cory cory came up in the thing because i because I look at his posts, like he's got an Instagram account going and his posts are pretty like raw dog truth, like calling it out stuff, like straight up calling it out. And, and I, I'll do a screen grab from him and I'll think about posting it on my thing because it's it's straight up like raw dog truth. and And then I'll ask myself, I'll be like, what's my role here? right what's my role here and and then i realized that you know that isn't my role to be to be raw dog truth because i have a different role and and each of us has our unique role in this thing and and all of us together make what is a safe home for those coming out of the wilderness of this experience, you know, is, is, I know that because of where I've, what I've been gifted by God with my, with my presence on these social media platforms and this YouTube channel is like, I do bear a a responsibility to watch my tone. Right. And, And I guess that's the only way I can describe it is, is, there's so many people. I, there's I know from this over the experiences. There's been a lot of people that have been on the cusp, if you will. See, I can read Corey's posts, and they inspire me. They get me fired up. Like I need to read that. I need to read some raw dog truth to remind myself of the that that I'm not alone. Like because I because I read Corey's Instagram posts, and they're straight out of like my mind. I wanna I want to say that. But then I also realized that that that's my that for me that I that my responsibility isn't um, isn't really to anybody but those who are sitting on the fringe who are looking for safe harbor, and if I were to like lay down too much raw dog truth, I have the risk of actually like. Scaring like somebody away who might need to get here so that they can get inspired to read raw dog truths one day, you get what I'm saying is 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 I used to be a very brash individual even even in my early youtube videos, very profanity laden very in your face, very much whatever and it before I got sober, I was very. Very much in your face, raw dog truth, and I'm not saying it has anything to do with it. Is, is, as I've developed in this thing, I, I've come to realize that that the balancing act is is a lot about me trying to be attraction versus promotion. Right, is to, is to let someone who's who's on the cusp know that it's okay to have these feelings of wanting to know what the Raw Dog Truth is, right? And at the same time, having a place for people who have the Raw Dog Truth to come in and be like, we can get through this together and 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 a safe harbor the other way where, where people can can mix together. And that way, that way someone who who's sitting over here who's very soft and delicate in this experience. And then there's someone who's very raw dog truth over here where they get to cross mingle a little bit in this medium so that those who want to get to the truth can safely get to the other side of the safe Harbor, if you will, because there's, there's, let me tell you, like there's times I want to make the most in your face rants ever. Like Ah but I but I've realized over the time that that's my ego. That's me just trying to prove something to myself and again, I'm not just trying to say there's a wrong way or a right way because I need because I find like I said I find i if if Corey's doing anything for anyone it's for me because I read his posts and I go, okay. It, they 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 let they they they're, they're a, a way for me to to temper my own my own f- fire, if you will. Be careful and mindful of what you watch and the music you listen to, absolutely. And um. But but what I'm getting at is is we all serve a purpose to each other's journey, right? Um. Yeah, I think you just go to go to Corey Harrison, right? It's it's I forget I I can't do because I got the the podcast thing going, but I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's just Corey Harrison. You'll see it. It's all very patriotic, and very much about don't be a slave, dude. Because and that's the hardest thing. But I've also learned that 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 it's a very tricky operation to get the chains off of people. Right as as someone who has been lucky enough to, I look at I look at how I was able to have the chains of perception come off of me over the course of a lifetime, and it wasn't anything. It was just my journey, right, and my journey in the matrix, and. As I've gone through it, I remember when I used to try to rip the chains off of people, like, right? Like, so imagine, imagine you have a shackled person, you know, shackled by the the slavery of perception. And I want to free them, right? Right? I want to free them, but I'm pulling, I come up to them and I grab their chain, Right? Uh, and they clench their fist, right? And the chains—I'm trying to pull their chain off their hands, but because they're they're clenched, they're, I'm actually like cutting into their wrist, and they're fighting me, like, oh, "Why are you hurting me, dude? Trying to get these chains off? What are you? Who are you to rip these chains off of me?" But instead of coming up and like calming them down and having them relax, and the chains just melt away, you know what I mean? So, I, so I think it, it's a very it's a very tough balancing act. Some, some here. Yeah, I get you, Corey. And and look, man, you know, I totally, I totally get get where you're coming from. And I think that that's that needs to be there in the spectrum of what we're doing because there needs to be hard boiled people that 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 are down to like little bit of scorched earth on this thing but there's also that's also we're like we're we're all working together here is is good cop bad cop right in that sense of of it was like the best example I can give is so you know it's been a little tricky with owl the last week or so and and uh you know because I'm I'm the uh authoritative parent but I you know I spend most of my time with them because I'm the stay-at-home parent as well and So, you know, I got to, I got to bring the hammer down and and I got super kind of on my wife's case. I was like, look, man, I need some backup here. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, so uh, I'll give you a prime example. So he was out, we were out doing some gardening together and, and he gets kind of just wanted us to like come play with him. And this and that was making a bunch of ruckus and it was super beautiful outside. And he was being like super like loud and just like not letting us have a little bit of space to just be outside and garden and do our thing. And, and it wasn't about, he needed to do anything. It was just, he wasn't going to let us do what we we wanted to do to relax. And and so I came in and I was like kind of laying down, I'd already talked to Owl and I laid down the law about the whole thing. And I came in and I was like, look, Owl, like we made a deal. You we were going to let us you either come outside and hang with us or play in your room, but you can't be disruptive about it. And he got super mad at me, and and uh, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go take a time out. Like, I'm gonna take a time out because I'm getting super frustrated here." So I took a time out, and my my wife came in and was like, oh, "I'll make you some pancakes. You're hungry," and the whole thing, and and I came back later, and I and I back around later, and I was like, "Look, man, I need some backup here." And she's like, "I came in and like like made him like pancakes," and I was like. No no, I needed you to come in and either like make him pancakes to 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 circumvent this whole problem or I need you to come in and you tell him you're going to like like put him in put him on timeout in his room for a while. Like you come in and, and stare him down for a minute and be like, "Hey, mister." Or if you're going to give him the 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 fluffy reality like you got to come in before I do cuz like I'm I'm I don't like being the uh, the authoritarian dude you know what i mean like i don't like being the guy who's issuing the ultimatums to my son like i just want to hang out and play with him too but like i'm a parent so i have to do the the parenting thing, but it was this thing where I was like, "Look, I need you as my wife to come in and, and throw some fire every now and then, because like I can't be always the one who throws the fire, because he gets he thinks I'm the bad guy, and I like I don't mind being the bad guy, but I also need to not always be the bad guy. So I guess that's what I'm sort of saying about these things: is is there's some people that need to be like, look, if you came to me to get sober, I'm I'm not." F- I'm not gonna give you fluffy. If you want to come to me and ask me how to get to be sober, I'm not giving you the uh, the same treatment I'm giving you, trying to wake you up from the slavery of perception, right? I'm gonna give you the hard boiled. You come to me about sobriety, I'm gonna I'm gonna straight call you out, dude, because that's how I got sober. I didn't get sober by someone coming over there and like petting me on the the head and being like, dude, it's okay, puppy. It's okay, puppy. You're gonna be all right, dude. I had a dude. Just tell me, dude. You either pull your head out of your ass or die a miserable death without God. <laughs> like pretty much is what Joe did for me, dude. Yeah. So, so I. That's why what I'm saying is uh, no sugarcoating it. That's right. And and. And we we shift our roles somewhere. And the thing is it's about sobriety. I don't sugarcoat it. I'm straight raw dog. You want I'm raw dog sobriety, man. Mm-hmm. And and there's speaking of raw dog sobriety, there's the milkman. There he is right there, dude. I love the milkman. The milkman sent me the Bible and everything when I lost mine in the fire. God bless you, milkman. How are you and the fams doing? I haven't seen you around in a while. It's funny, there you go, God, boom, the milkman shows up. So yeah, it, it's that thing where it, it's a very it's life's a very much a balancing act. and I uh, I find that that it's a uh again that that's where it it's it's all is all in God's hands. I I don't have any any knowledge of that. I don't need to know anything anymore. It's funny because at, at the same time like part of my job as the family patriarch as the as the father of this family as the as the man as the caveman as the defender whatever you want to call it my job is to actually like look into the future and and prepare, you know what I mean? Like like It's, it's, it's a lot because that's not how I generally live my life, daily life. Like I try to keep it in the moment I'm at because that's where God exists. But on this one, again, where I began, again, God communicates to me through other human beings is I was able to discern that God was talking to me in January through a couple, couple outlets And God was saying, dude, you need to start getting prepared. There's something coming. And you need to begin to like dig deep on this one. And I started in January. You guys all know. I started telling you all, hey, man, like something's coming, dude. I don't know. But get your beans and rice and get your stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, And so then, you know, as we've been moving through this thing, it's like part of my job is to try to, to negotiate this thing moving forward. Because again, God's given me a mind to use. God's given me a, a resource of of entities I watch and listen to and read and the whole thing that have, have shown to be extremely valuable. And at the same time, like, God at the same time was like "Stop listening to certain entities out there you listen to because they no longer serve the purpose that you you had before again, the discernment where where I look at where I get a lot of my information is radically changed from the end of March before and after like I've like there was a whole raft of things that got me to this situation and then once this coof lockdown kicked in i realized that i no longer needed any of this other kind of information that now i w- i was in it we were all in it together and the, the information i needed was how to stay sane and positive and manifest a positive reality right because no longer do i need to know what the what the drama is that created this reality i need to know how to to manifest a positive light through this reality and 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 share it with you so that you can get to the other side of this too. Because if I were to come up here and start being like the doom and gloom about the blue helmets and they're going to stick needles in your arm and the phone's going to track you and drones are going to climb into your head. And blah, what's that going to do? What's that going to do for you? Dude, it's all been foretold. Oh wait! Here, wait! We got something from James Jameson. in John four sixteen. Jesus tells us, "I am the way and the truth and life. No one can come and the come to the Father except the, the, through me." That is the truth. And again, that's um, well. Whatever, whatever you need to, to do, thy But good luck with that. And so you get to this this thing where you realize that you got to shift on the fly again based upon like the discernment of the information that you are receiving and and again it it becomes that thing where like what i've learned is discernment isn't about being afraid of information the discernment is about knowing when to hold it and when to fold it, dude. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. There'll be time for counting your money when the is done, something like that, right? It's all laid out right there. I mean, look, again, Is is this is God's perfect tapestry, dude. So the information's... Encoded into it all over the place, dude, but once you have the discernment, you're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I see the metaphor of that, and again, at the same time, too is is the darkness is obvious too like they're like it's very obvious, dude, again. It's very obvious. Again, that's why. Like once you've once you've gotten on the, uh, once you've gotten high on Jesus, you no drug on the planet would ever, like, be of value to you. You once you once you've been given God's grace to be a sovereign individual and manifest reality in His name, like. Nothing's greater. What's happening? Top feed cocoa, Jack Shields. Jack, it's it's what I would say is is this thing is is we're all on our our journey, and it's not for it's for you to it's for you and and God to work out. And and I would that that's what I one of my main things I try to try to do here is is everybody's on their perfect journey as long as you're moving towards the light you you're fine it's it's only when you've decided to turn your back on the light and turn your back on the concept of god and and choose to to believe the 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 liar that you're that that you're in trouble and but you know what's the thing is even the talk of god is like is like cold water on the Wicked Witch of the East. Like, most people aren't going to stick around here if they don't want to ha- hear about God. It doesn't, there is no, I'm not here to, I'm not, my job is not to, to say anyone's right or wrong, dude. My job is to share my experience with God so that you can work on your own experience and not have to live in fear and think that you're crazy for having that experience. Because I'll tell you what, like, one of the things that our society maybe pre coof used to do was say that if you're having a journey with God, there must be something wrong with you. It's propaganda. It's mind control. It's this, this, and that. And and I'll tell you that is, is no, it's your personal relationship. Like it's my personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I openly share it, but I, I don't have to. That's just what I've been instructed to do. And yeah, it's a, Again, that's why I don't sit up here and, and read generally read scriptures from the Bible or try to preach like that. I just try to share my my journey with God and my journey as a fallen man finding God because there's plenty of other people that, that that'll that can be that person for you there's 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 plenty of people that can help you negotiate the scriptures and, and, and I have my people here, you know, James will kick out some info and I'll go check it out and it'll be what I need to read, but I have my own thing. And, and what I would say is that, that the, the discussion towards the light is, should never be shut down, should never be shut down. And, and I'll tell you what, the, one of the, one of the things that I remembered re- like waking me up again was I was talking to my friend, pastor Claude. I used to work with pastor Claude and, and pastor Claude and I were talking one night. This was about six years ago. Pastor Claude and I were talking one night. we worked together at the sober living and, um, I was talking to the pastor and we were talking about like home the homosexuals and the, uh, and, and the thing and the church and the whole thing. And he was like, I would never keep a homosexual out of my church. And I go, but they're like, they're like, they're, he's like, no dude, if we don't preach to the fallen, how are they ever going fi- to find God? And I was like, oh, like, it was just like this, like, duh, like, duh moment where I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, of course you're going to let let the homosexual into your church because, like, how else are you going to help him find his way to God? You know what I mean? Like, it was just this thing of because, like, we've, again, where I would say, like, propaganda, if we're talking about it, is... Being a homosexual, on one level, and and as and as far as sin is concerned, is no different than being a crackhead, is no different than being a drunk, burning his life down, flipping the world off, dude. It's it's all sin. So if 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 some church had been like, well, we won't let. Oh, that's right. we were talking about about the the churches with that that had gone over to the other side with the rainbow flags and the whole thing and I was and I was talking about I think and and it's this thing where we're, we're right like the the fallen are the ones that are we're supposed to give God to we're not supposed to segregate God out to those who don't like I I, I guess may I'm just trying to explain something that like I I totally get is, is that the thing is if we don't talk to those who don't know God about God and we judge them for not knowing God, how are we ever going to show them God's love is what I'm saying is, is part of our job as, as people that are carrying the message, the message, right. Is to talk to people Did we freeze up? Did we lose it? Is to talk to people who don't have God and show them that God is the way. Right. And, and I think that that, like that was the phase where I was just kind of still attached to my own identity about what I think's right or wrong. When right is, isn't that what, what, what God and, and Jesus were all about was to say, Hey, your, your sins can be forgiven. It's just, you got to make the decision whether you want to. And that, that encompasses all of them. So for me to say that anyone sins worse than the other is, is, I, I don't know if blasphemous would be the right word, but it, it's, I've committed grave sins in this lifetime, dude. Yeah. That wasn't one of the sins I committed, dude. Cause like, I don't, I don't, that's not one of my like sinning avenues, but It's, it's, who am I to say one sin is, is worse than the other, right? Like all sins sin, like, right? You're just, you just, when once you've been forgiven, you've been forgiven. Isn't that, isn't that what, what, what's the, James, what's the, what's the dude in the Bible who's the Roman who kills all the people and ends up becoming, the like one of like Jesus's main dudes, man, one of his main disciples, but he was like the Roman, Roman soldier, like lead, leader of the Roman Paul, Paul, right. Paul was the the Roman leader who was like a full bloody killer and a murderer and the whole thing and just sent his armies to slaughter Christians. And then he was forgiven, dude. And he became a disciple. So right. That's Is that pretty much it? Yeah. Okay. And that's what I'm getting at, and I guess it was pa- Pastor Claude who was talking to me because again, I couldn't wrap my head around it because I was so caught up in my perception of of the that there's like these some people aren't worthy thing dude and and now what I've learned is that that yeah man is if God can forgive a wretch like me. Paul was like hiroshima Nagasaki <laughs> <laughs> pretty much man so yeah you know and and that was that that's why I don't get on the whole bandwagon of hate I call it like i'm not I'm not against people on their journey i I'm not that's why, like, you're not. I'm not. That's why you're not going to hear me on a bunch of rants about, like, yeah, there's things I don't like being codified into law, and I don't, and I don't believe that those things should be codified into law in the educational system of our children. But as far as adults go, like, you're on your journey, and if you need to, if you need to, 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 to do your sin your way, who am I to to say that that's not the perfect g- journey? Because Boy man, I was I was a pile, dude. I was a pile before God came and found me. Well, he was always with me before I before I stopped denying God's love for me, I guess, is the better way to put it. Like God had always been with me or I wouldn't have made it, but but I finally decided to let God love me. And God's like, oh, I've always loved you. And I was like, oh, okay. So so it's this thing is that's why I don't get too much on the bandwagon of like, I used to listen to these dudes, this podcast of these dudes, and and, I, and they were pretty righteous guys. And I really liked them a lot. And I would listen to them. And then I forget that this must have been eight years ago or whatever. They really got on this anti-Muslim like Muslim thing, right? Oh, they're going to kill us all and blah, 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 blah. And I remember listening to him and being like, it "Didn't make any sense to me." I I get the political aspect of, of bad group. See, see, oh, this is one of the things like that I don't agree with as just because I think it's intellectually dishonest. Is there's totally bad Christians, dude? There are horrid Christians out there that claim to be Christians. I guess they're not really Christians, but they claim to be Christians, and they do all sorts of things, and they use the Bible to do manifest all sorts of darkness out there. And I and I think it's unfair to point at another group of people that are of a different group and be like, "Oh, all those dudes are evil," because I've known that not to be true. I know plenty of Muslim people that are that are beautiful, God-loving people. Yeah. That's their thing to face. It's not for me to cast stones and say they're right or wrong. I know my personal truth. I know it's personal for me. I know that the journey I am on is, is the way and the only way, but that's not for me to judge their journey. And so when I I remember when I was listening to these dudes and I was like, they're so like, and I go, but they're Christians. So why would they be afraid of these dudes? You get what I'm saying? I get it. You can get in all the thing about the, the the infidels and the whole thing. You, you get all, all about it, dude. But what I'm saying is like, because I've been saved and I know that God loves me and protecting me, why would I be afraid of these dudes? Yeah, I got like, do, do you get what I'm saying? Like, there's no group of people I need to be ever afraid of again. Why? What, what? What? What do they have over me? I have God's everlasting, infinite love, dude. Like, why would I be afraid of any being down here? Yeah, I mean, I'm. It's scary. Like, people can be scary and and creepy, but but I already know where the I I already know the story and the good guys win. Does that? Does that make any sense? So, I guess I've kind of jumped into a little bit of a, a deep end there and trying to explain something that I'm just trying to, like, like, explain in a way because I don't know how else... To get people to the light, but by accepting their journey, right? I don't know how to, I, cause I'm telling you again, and I always say this is, is God loved me enough to give me a second chance. And I was as blasphemous and broken and screwed up and ass backwards as anybody out there. You know what I mean? So. booze all good. So anyway, I guess that I'm going to wrap it up on that note is, is, is it, it's, it's hard to walk the fine line, right? Cause I, cause one of the things I definitely am not about is alienate people but I'm definitely not about beating around the bush either. But it's like a tricky line where like the only way I can do it is by sharing my own experience and my own experience is convoluted and, and somewhat like mirrors shining on mirrors. Cause like I'm, I'm actually working out my own perception in real time on these live streams. Like, like I said, like when I started this thing an hour and 40 minutes ago, I really had no idea what, what I was, why I was even flipping it on. And so here we are, we've gotten to this whole thing. And like, I had no idea. I was going to talk about pastor, pastor Claude, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with that the evening i i'm glad we were all here hanging out doing a little chatting and um look i think uh i think good things are coming our way but we're like i said we're gonna have to go on the journey through the uh cactus garden here so make sure you have a good pair of shoes thank you steph steven stoked to be on the journey with you you know so uh I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you this one last thing is I remember reading this short story once and I, I'm all about like desert short stories and it's a basically a short story about shortcuts. And, and so we're on a journey. We're on a journey through a desert, a metaphysical desert, so to speak, right now. And we're basically have to go from A to B, right? And B is over there. B is the other side of this whole thing if we take the short and 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 between here and there is a lava field right there's a lava field between where we got to get to a, a very jagged lava field but to the left and to the right is an old ancient worn trail that goes around the lava field and it's let's say it's 3 miles it's 3 miles around the lava field through the old worn ancient trail call that call that our journey with Jesus Christ and God call that the the journey around the thing and then there's the, the then we can see on the other side of the lava field where our destination is and it's a half a mile it's a half a mile over the lava field and we think that that's the way that that ah we're not going to take the the long journey with God We're going to take the short journey with ego, man, trinkets, whatever it is, to get to the other side of this thing. But what we don't realize is is lava, dried lava out in the desert, super gnarly, man. And we get out in the middle of the thing and we realize that it's cut our shoes to shreds. And now we're out in the middle of the lava field that's hot because it's black, too. And uh, we're out there, our shoes are shredded, and we're in the middle now. And now we have to essentially like crawl across this thing and, and get all cut up and bloody. And instead of it taking the shortest distance, it's an eternity. It's an eternity on the shortcut. And that's, it's, it's, I'm kind of paraphrasing a short story I read about, which was about this, like this moment in the desert of realizing that the shortest way. To get to our destination is the long way, and that that is the way with God of cleaning up your own house, being kind to other people, learning what makes you tick. The shortcut is to pretend that you don't need to go on the journey with God, and you're just going to walk through the lava field with your hoopty shoot tennis shoes on, and you're going to be a okay. I'm just telling you, if you think you're going to walk the short path, the short half mile through the lava field in your tennis shoes. You're not going to pull it off. You're going to get stuck in the middle of the lava field for eternity. The way to go is around this lava field that's the koof and the, the economic stuff and all this stuff is to take the long journey with God, nice and calm and casual and one step at a time. Don't panic. You don't need to run into the lava field because it's the short distance. Take the long, calm approach with God and the rest of us. We're going to get to the other side of this whole thing. God got us this far. God's not going to abandon us now. But if we panic and we run into this jagged lava field, we'll never get out of it. So we all got to take the long journey around this thing. Nice, safe, calm, lots of water and relax one step at a time, one day at a time, hug your family, hug your children, be kind to everybody. And if you see someone becoming unkind, don't get mad at them, help them calm down. Help them to be calm because the only reason they're not being kind is because they're afraid and they're scared. And you have to show them how to be calm and centered in your person, in your presence. We are really all in this together. So it's our responsibility as the high-frequency tribe to guide people around the jagged lava field Okay? I hope I meet you in the kingdom of heaven too, brother. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Good night. Stay safe. Don't forget to pray. Don't forget to hug your family. Don't forget to tell somebody you love out there. And for Hunter Vex, mom, dad, I love you both very much. And good night, everybody. Stay safe.